Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Many have talked uh, about sports, and, and we've seen many sports leagues uh, hold discussions and trying to figure out what their next plan of attack is. And coming out of uh, COVID-19, the pandemic, and into hopefully some sort of sporting schedule uh, to bring uh, th- this industry uh, back to some sort of sense of uh, normalcy. But, you know, we've seen and, and heard about uh, playing in stadiums, arenas, what have you, uh, with no one there. Uh, what happens when we do get back? Is this all on hold until there is a vaccination? And even then, is it then safe to just, hey, 40,000, come on in. 17,000, come on in. Let's bring in Scott Radley, host of the Scott Radley Show and sports columnist for your Hamilton Spectator. You can hear it every weeknight here on CHML. Scott, thanks for the time. Hope you're doing well. I, I'm doing fine, although when I got the call to come on today, I was like, how in the world did we get to 2.30 already today? Man, flying by. I Why know. I know. Why is that? Is it because we're at home? Uh, Have you had a shower yet today? Uh, not yet. Me neither. Great hope. I hold out great hope. <laughs> at least I'm remembering to brush my teeth before I come on. And I'm I know it, sure it's not been worn for four straight days, so that's good too. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Welcome to the Stinky Radio Show. Uh, all right. Many have talked about what it's going to be like once sports does resume. I guess we've all uh, just accepted the fact that there will not be people in the stands. But what happens when that does happen? I mean, can you see any of these situations opening up without a vaccine? And once there is a vaccine, which let's say it's a year from now, uh, is that business as normal at stadiums? Okay, a couple things. Uh, first of all, I'll tell you one place that won't be worrying about this because it's just news out within the last hour and a bit. Um, all Canadian university sports are now done till December 31st. Yeah. The NBA Cup's yeah. gone. All, everything has now been cancelled across Ontario. Um, they look at it and they say, we just can't do it. If you can't have social distancing not as a thing, then how do you possibly have tackle football or volleyball or basketball yeah. or whatever? So. So there's going to be nobody in the stands. So we don't have to worry about that one. But um, look, there's a couple answers to that. The easy one is uh, you're going to have to do something different. That would be the the obvious, easy answer. The one wrinkle I'm going to put into this, and I don't think this is going to be a thing, because I think we're going to find out that bad things are going to happen. But if 14 or 18 days from now, Scott, we don't have a huge surge across North America of cases. I think there's going to be, after all the protests and all the people yeah. in close it, It's going to be an interesting experiment, isn't it? If we don't have a surge of cases, then I think a lot of people are going to say, wait a second, yeah. show me a circumstance more like a crowd at a sporting event or other things, and it's not led to any kind of big numbers. What are we doing? And, I, and so I suspect that probably we're going to see that big number coming but if we don't, I think you're going to see a lot of people say, why are we stuck in our house if you can go out and protest and be in close proximity and in some cases brawling and whatever else and nobody's being affected or very few people are being affected. So, yeah, I, I think the next week or two is going to be a huge Petri dish case study to see what happens and to see whether this changes anybody's opinion of gatherings and those kind of things. 
But can you open up an arena or stadium and say, okay, you can hold it, but only half full or 40% capacity or whatever that, whatever that number is. And then everybody just is like two or three seats apart. Yeah, sure. You can do anything. I mean, the the tie cats have talked about, I think, what did they say? 4,000 or 6,000 would be, you know, what they could put in there and, and spread the people out. I mean, you can try anything. You can try anything. And one thing about this, I mean, look, Scott, we know we live in a, we're not quite as litigious in Canada as they are in the States, um, but we know that everybody loves a good lawsuit and everybody loves to, when something goes wrong, blame someone and try and get a big payday for it. Um, And so one of the things teams and organizations and everybody would be terrified of is, well, wait a second, if we let people in and somebody gets sick, we're going to get sued. And we're going to get sued for a lot of money if something goes horribly wrong. Well, uh, one of the things about this is it would be very difficult, I think, unless someone has some new science. It would be very difficult to say if you went somewhere and you got sick to absolutely for certain in a court of law say, I got sick there. That's where I got. So some of the things that might concern organizations or concern leagues may not be quite as concerning. If you take out the legal ramifications, now you like to believe they still have moral and societal and civil obligations and beliefs too, but if you take out the threat of lawsuits, maybe that also makes some of them a little more open to the idea of, you know, we could we could bring in 5,000 people, we could bring in 8,000, as long as you sit two seats away from everyone, what's the problem? Uh, look, How do you manage that, though? Well, I mean, I know. you know, like, is everybody two or three seats apart? Or, you know, if you're there with your spouse, you guys can sit together, but there's got to be two or three seats between you and the next ticket holder. How do you do I, that? I think you would have to do it the former, not the latter. Yeah. Because if you are going to put those tickets up for sale, the only way you can do it is in a computerized system where the seats are spread out far enough. If you say, well, I've yeah. got two of us. I mean, it's like you need some sort of algorithm. I'm not sure that... Ticketmaster is quite set up to do. Um, but you know what? I mean, there is coming a point. All Everybody wants to get back to some form of normal, and everybody wants, wants to get stop losing money hand over fist. I mean, businesses are desperately looking for ways. And if you can put some people in the stands and have some revenue coming in, especially if you're going to, you know, baseball's talking about coming back, hockey's talking about coming back, the NBA, you're going to want to try and find some reasonable way and and you know I, i've i'm not a covid scientist i i i don't know if that's a reasonable way but you know if we're if we're able to gather in groups of five or i think that they not announce that next week we can do 10 now yep. in some place yeah, not where not in hamilton though no no but in certain places if you can gather in groups of 10 and uh not be necessarily two meters apart although i don't know if that's still the rules very confusing all of a sudden um what why not 12 um you know so the, the covid virus just to look at everybody and decide well there's 12 there instead of 10 so now i'm giving it to everybody i mean these things become so difficult to break down uh, that, that i don't know the answer but i certainly can see the possibility of a lot of places saying well why can't we have people in here you're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. I remember as a young kid watching uh, the Hell Drivers at the Canadian National Exhibition, and we were in the middle the of the ball? stadium, and there's nobody there. What was that? 
Is that the one in the ball where you drive the, the, the motorcycle? No, but they go over ramps and they'd crash oh, into okay. cars and right. stuff, you know. Well, and, and and I'll never forget, we were in this massive, we were in the old CNE Stadium, and there was like hardly anybody there, but there were people like sitting directly behind us, and then this guy started sneezing <laughs> all over the back of my dad's head, to the which he actually turned around and go, gee, look at all the seats in here, do you have to sit behind me and cover me? And, and this was long before speaking moistly and all of that sort of thing. So are we going to see, can you honestly see, a 20,000-seat arena or whatever that's only got 10,000 in it or a 40,000-seat arena that's only got 20 in it? Or is this all off base until there is a vaccine? And another point, once there is a vaccine, is that, okay, everything's good. If you get sick, that's your problem because there's a vaccine. Everything's back to normal. Well, isn't that the case now? I mean, you are entitled now not to be vaccinated. And are you not just on the hook if you do get sick? I think that's how it works these days. Um, you know, again, Scott, I go, I go back to where I started this conversation. We are looking at a the biggest social experiment since this thing started with these protests that are going yeah. on. And, you know, we had the prime minister out in the protest who says we can't leave home. Don't leave home. But then he goes into the middle of a protest. And I think what you and the point I raise of that is because you're getting to the point, I really believe, where people are looking at the leaders who are not exactly doing the things they are telling us that we must do and saying, wait a second, what information do you have that you feel comfortable to go and do this when you're telling us that we can't do the same thing? Screw this. We're getting back to these games. And you know what? I'll take my chances. And if I go and I get sick too bad, open the doors, I'm fine with it. And I think we're getting a lot closer to that. Yeah than other things, that people are beginning to, to at least raise little issues of, okay, you know what, let, let me be an adult, let me make decisions for myself. Whether that's smart or not, I can understand when you do look at some leaders why some people may start to think that, wait a second, if you're the one holding all the information and you're willing to go out into these rallies or whatever else, how bad can it really be? I'm not sure that's the message we should be sending, but I think that's the message that may be being sent. Uh, the Prime Minister said this morning uh, that he tried to social distancing, uh, social distance during the demonstration that he was a part of, and that he listened to the advice of medical officials. Do you think people are looking at that? And saying, and again, especially with the point you brought up about many are secretly wondering what's going to happen two weeks from now with all of the protests we're seeing all over the world, if that's going to to generate in, in, into cases. How can you play both sides of the fence this way? Well, I, I mean, look, it, this may not be a sports thing anymore, but I heard someone, a uh, few doctors, um, talking about participating or encouraging people it was okay to go into the protest by saying that... Um, systemic racism has been a public health issue, <clears throat> excuse me, for years, for decades. Yeah, yeah. And therefore, we should rally with this because it's an important issue. Yeah, okay, it's an important issue. There's, you know, systemic racism, it's a, it's a very important issue. We've got to deal with these things and everything else. But as someone else, a commentator pointed out, I'm not sure that, um, I'm not sure that COVID is a woke virus that only looks at people doing things that are uh, with pure motives or good causes and says, okay, I won't go on to you, only to the people who are shopping or doing stupid stuff around a bonfire. Um, so my point is, yeah, the Prime Minister or anyone else who says, you know, I tried to social distance and I believe in the cause, that's all good. But if 
this is a virus that we have been told is what it is. I'm not sure that the reason you're protesting or the, the cause of the protest diminishes the virulence of the, of the, of the virus. And so when we get 14 or 18 or 20 days from now, we go back where we started this conversation. If there is not a surge in cases, I really do believe you're suddenly going to see a lot of people saying, oh, wait a second, this is the worst case scenario for crowds and everything else, and it didn't happen. Why in the world, then, can we not go back to some form of normal? And, 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 and I mean, look, I, I hope that's the case. I hope there's no surge. Yeah, I absolutely hope there's no surge, but it's going to be really hard, I think, for the leadership and for medical staff and everyone else if that happens and there's no impact on this. I think it's going to be exceptionally hard for the people telling us to stay in our homes and stay away from people and don't go to the cottage and what to continue that case if nothing happened. Good point. Scott Radley has been with us, host of the Scott Radley Show, heard weeknights right here on CHML and sports columnist for your Hamilton Spectator. Scott, as always, thank you so much for the time. Be well. Thanks, Scott. You too. Stay warm and have a shower. I will. Sometime today, I promise. You too. (laughs) The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.